0: Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours
1: start now. It's New Amsterdam Radio, and it starts right now. New Amsterdam, presented by SeatGeek. The only way I get myself locked in tune with what's happening around the town, around me. Talking about shows, sports tickets, and more. Use promo code FLOBITO for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, tell them FLOBITO sent you. How's everyone doing? Hope you're doing well. You know, it's the fall now for most of the country. The weather's getting cool. It's a little... Cool here in Los Angeles, but I know that's not the same thing as saying cool in the Northeast or up North or wherever you are. I, I totally get that, but I had a sweater on today. That's how chilly it was. <laughs> but my guest this week is bringing the heat. Cameron Sean Shaw, is a rapper out of the East Coast. My old stomping grounds was doing big things, not only for the rap game, but for an advocate. Uh, for stopping AAPI hate. So being able to sit with him to really talk about the rap game, the changes of hip-hop music, and what he wants to contribute to the art form is pretty rad. And you'll enjoy it too. NewAmsterdam.com, that's the website. To learn more about this show and other shows of the New Amsterdam Network, you can follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. It's the mayor. Oh, boys, that's me. Thanks so much for rocking with me. Episode 180 comes at you now. Cameron Shaw, after the jump. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, Global Voice, the mayor in the mayor's office, with people who are thinking and doing and doing the dang thing. But my guest this episode is doing the dang thing when it comes to music with a message. Please welcome Cameron Shaw, how's it going, sir? So, man, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, thank you for being on the show. Cause you out there moving and shaking one Google search. She sold you all over the internet, making sure you were in the booth, dropping hot tracks, man. This must be a crazy ride you're on right now.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, from where I started, definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that? Like, was it like a bedroom thing or was this like in church? Oh, or more that... like
2: a, more like a basement thing, you know?
1: Okay. Put me on. How was that but, like, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, man. It, it's uh it's happening quickly. I'm grateful more than anything. But I always told my family, my friends, you know, the dream for me is just to pay bills off it, you know, and yeah, do it full sure. time and the rest is extra. You know, I obviously love music and I love making music, but you know, I feel we all get caught in the trap of like a nine to five and doing something you hate or know, because listen, the real world am I allowed to curse on this podcast or not? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Uh, But like the real world, it kicks you in the ass, you know, and uh, things happen, you got family to take care of, responsibilities, what could be anything, you know, and it's like, I I always felt like this dream was kind of put on the back burner, you know, so to be actually doing it um, really feels great.
1: The whole deal about the hip-hop culture of New York, the birthplace of hip-hop, what was that like growing up and being surrounded by that? Did you do like the cyphers? Did you like write when you were a kid? Did you fall into hip-hop? What was your background like? I always loved hip-hop.
2: Just, I guess being from New York, definitely a huge influence. I I love Fab, Jadakiss, D-Block, obviously Biggie, Nas, Jay. The list goes on, but you know, it's part of our culture for sure, and Um, I've always loved hip-hop and basketball so and I feel like they are kind of intertwined together but really I got into it I had an injury playing basketball as a kid I hurt my spine you know I was in eighth grade yeah fractured my back and uh, I mean I I didn't have I had big hoop dreams you know granted I was never going to be that tall anyway (laughs) yeah man so that derailed my love for basketball I mean also as a kid you don't realize how good you actually have to be to do anything in the sport outside of anything high school it's just insane right but um yeah so that that kind of i mean the music but also i had some personal situations and you know i always i told some of my last podcasts and interviews but it's true i mean writing music is cheaper than therapy you know it's helped me through a lot of personal stuff but um to be in new york of course it is a part of the culture and i did i did rap in a lot of cyphers growing up all from you know whether it be a rap battle at school or you know i've had a couple cyphers in the hood, you know, and just a little bit of everywhere. I've done a million talent shows as a kid uh, in community college before I went to a four year spot. Um, you know, I used to perform you know, outside. I would go to the city and bring my, you know, my speaker with me and a mic. But uh, music's always been a part of my life.
1: I mean, there hasn't been a part in your career where you're like, okay, look, this is great for fun, but I want to make this my thing and was it a a particular inspiration of a song was it kind of like you looking into the mirror one day was the world changing you're like now i gotta express myself what what was the moment for you
2: i mean listen man i i've i've quit music so many times i only say that because it's like like you said you know it's not really paying bills and your friends don't share it you know here you are spending thousands of dollars on equipment and places to go and record, putting your heart and soul into this outside of your job, whatever job you do to make money, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: uh, It's depressing. You know, today's age is all social media and clout. So it's really easy to give up. And I've had situations to go back and forth and back and forth. But um, I don't know, man. Part, Part of me, I think, before I met my management and my team, and that was a big part of it also, I never knew anybody. I never knew the right people. I never... Had connections. I guess you could say I had some form of talent, but there's so many things that go into place. Like I told someone, you know, one of my managers once when I first met him, like, yo, like such and such, like he's huge, but like I think his music's trash. Like, not in a hater way, but it's like, you know, showing him that lyrical skill doesn't matter, right? And he and he put it in perspective. It's like everyone's gonna have their own fans, anyone's gonna have their own taste of what they like, but that artist that you see right there, you might think he's whack or whatever. Obviously, he's successful, but that person has a hundred elite people behind them—stylists, you know, photographers, road managers, you know, everything. And these are the most elite people at what they do in their industries behind backing yeah. this person. You know, that—that's what it takes, man. It takes a team. But I had a moment at my last one of my last professional jobs I used to uh, run enterprise rental car units and I met a customer who became my manager but um yeah man I at that point when he saw me I've already kind of accepted that this is this is it for me like I'm gonna have a decent life I'm gonna make you know solid money you know might have a family but music is not uh gonna be in the cards for me because you know to get people to genuinely rock with you is too hard and you know, it feels like a big waste of financial resources and time. But until I met him, it didn't change until that moment. And I, I'm kind of bringing back the old me. Like when I was a kid, not to sound naive, but I thought I was going to be famous. I was like, oh, dude, these these rappers are trash. Like they don't actually care about music. Like, like it's hot garbage today, you know. It's like right, right. I, I really thought it was a skill thing, right? But that was kind of the shift of music from lyrical rap to what it is today. And I love the music today, I get. You know, I get lit to it. I vibe out to it. I, I like really like lyrical stuff as well. But um, just that whole time frame for me was really, really difficult. But anybody listening, you need a team to do what you got to do. I'm not saying you can't start your own business. You can You can do whatever you want, but you need to get the right people around you. And ultimately, it just takes discipline. Finding that hours of energy after you get home from your, you know, backbreaking job. You know, to invest in yourself again, like I tell that right there will tell you if you want to do it bad enough. Because if you don't have that energy, you'd rather play video games or watch TV or Netflix. And it's like, you know, you you kind of you kind of know what your future holds.
1: Well, I had a chance to take out some of your songs, uh, and some of your tracks, and 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 this one here kind of spoke out to me. The the please don't hate track. Uh, mm-hmm. We all the 2020 was a, a a powder keg in this country. We're all at home. Uh, We were frustrated for reasons before the pandemic, but we're all kind of seeing how the world was treating our citizens and how we're treating each other else. What was your take on that from from your background uh, about what was happening in the Asian community?
2: So I'm I'm half Chinese and uh, half white or half European, right? My dad's like the whitest man alive, right? But uh, yeah, man, in that time span, I guess during the pandemic and everything, Asian hate crimes grew like, I don't know, past 300% from what they were like from previous years. Like, you know so during that time I got you know my grandmother's 4'10 lives in Spanish Harlem like does not live in a good area they've always lived in the hood their whole lives you know I think about them they're throwing old women in front of trains and throwing acid in front of people's faces it's not because they're Asian I'd be sticking up for anyone right mm-hmm. but of course um I felt more of an impact being what I am but I just feel the Asian community doesn't have an Americanized voice speaking for them and hip-hop for sure but um you know, just the community itself, right? They don't have like anyone in the pop culture back. And I say, do have people like actors and actresses, of course, but, you know, if I'm going to pursue music at a real level and I'm going to have a platform and fans and people that look up to me, it's like, you know, you got to, you got to do the right thing, right? So I'll I'll tell you, man, for me, the race stuff was always weird because, you know, I've had, I've experienced so many different things, not even to me or directly to me, but, you know when i used to run enterprise rental a car right I, I got promoted a lot they moved me to a lot of locations rich areas hood areas in between spots right and my best customers were black people african americans they're my best customers right because they would drive 40 minutes to come see me i get promoted i go opposite the opposite way same customer would drive down there and you know i'll just call the guy john for now but you know, comes to my store and I'm like, bro, like, listen, I, I feel bad. You don't got to drive 40 minutes to come see me. Like, I'll call the guy in your town and, you know, I'll make sure they take care of you and whatever the deal is. And he was just like, okay. I'm like, you don't get it, bro. You don't, you don't, you don't get it because, you know, you've never treated me like you think I'm going to steal the vehicle. You've never treated me like, you know i'm doing something wrong or i can't afford it like that's why i drive an extra 40 minutes that's why because i know when i get to you you're going to treat me normal we're going to have a good time it's not going to be no problem right so i've had these eye-opening experiences my manager right at that store one of them black dude cool ass dude shout out to my guy julian right he's (laughs) a really good dude man and when we were in like super pompous arrogant rich areas right you know he uh you know, the customer, I loved him because he didn't take anybody's shit, right? The person will be eight hours late. We call them, leave the voice voicemails. Hey, Mr. Jones, like, you know, you're three hours late. It's like, bro, you wouldn't make a reservation with your family to get dinner and show up three hours late and expect to get to You know what I mean? But they don't. no one gives a shit about a rental car. So, <laughs> so <laughs> long story short, I just remember him, like, not taking people's shit respectfully, just letting them out. Hey, we'll help you, but you're very late. We left you messages. Now we really not let you know, you know, we're going to help you. People would stand up and they'd be like, This is crazy. You know, let me speak to your manager. And I'd be standing right next to them and then they'd look at me and I'd be like, You're speaking. Like you know, so things like that where it's so like subtle but not subtle that I've been surrounded by like my my life between my friends, myself. You know, it's like not everything today is about race, of course, but at the same time, there's no denying that it does play a role in a lot of events and situations but that asian hate song was really just a message like you know i'm not about you but like i'm not taking this stuff this is crazy no one's saying anything media's not talking about it people are literally dying i'm not comparing it to any other type of racism i'm just speaking on what's happening in new york city where we're from in new york right that was it man i just had to say something
1: our past, right? Being minorities here in this country where there are like the the pre-reconceptions and there's like the model minority, there's like the the, the good ones, and what what does that mean as a creator? And as I come from comedy. That's my background, and I can't deny if you guys haven't seen my face before, I'm a brother. Uh, But sometimes I come up with material, I'm always like, am I going too far? Am I going far enough? Is it my place to say anything? Should I say more? Uh, Did you have the same situations with this one, or is this Kind of like, speak from your heart, solo flare out, move on.
2: I wanted to speak from my heart, of course, but I also don't want the perception of me to just be the guy that talks about Asian racism all the time, or the guy that, you know, that's his thing. It's like, listen, I'm cool being an activist, but I want to be known as Cam, the dope rapper who inspired people, who happens to be Asian and does what's right. You know what I mean? That's my whole thing. It's like, I'm cool being a poster boy for, you know, peace anywhere, right? But at the same time, like I want to be known for my craft and
1: obviously what I do outside of music, but always in a positive light you know? And I wanted your take on this, because growing up in the 90s in New York and Brooklyn, uh, hip-hop was more lyrical, right? You had someone just boom-bapping, and you did 16 or 32 bars in your cypher, you called Day. Hip-hop nowadays, I'm not going to say it's better or worse, that's not my place to say it's a craft, but it's more melodic, and I think that's fair to say. What's been your approach to craft? I mean, there, there's a whole, look, I'm from an area of time where lyrics free and supreme, but now it's really about being smooth at the same time. What's been your approach when you're, when you're crafting the songs? Today is more,
2: and you said that very well, but I would say it's more about like a vibe they're looking for today. The beat is good. You're already 80% of the way there. You know what I mean? If people like the beat and can move to it, you know? So no disrespect to any of the non-lyrical styles today. It's just like you said, music is changing, right? There's no better, there's no worse. You respect all aspects of it because a lot of the music that we grew up on shaped what we hear today, right? It's almost more like rock stars today you know but my take on it is personally I prefer lyrical rap I'm not saying I'm Eminem I'm not saying I'm Joel Ortiz or Joe Budden in his prime or Jay or you know I'm not those are my those are my goats those are the people I listen to but for me I want to combine some element of the old school with today's new school vibey melodic sound. And I like to sing too. I'm definitely more of a rapper than singer, but you know, uh I really like Juice World, the Kid Roy, I love Post. You know, they make great music. It's it's not really always about just crazy lyric. I don't want to some people don't want to think about the four quadruple entendre, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But um try to combine
1: elements from both the old and the new is kind of where I'm at. And uh enjoy it. I know everyone gets inspiration differently. Try to get inside the process for you here, Cam. It
0: depends, man.
2: It depends on the project, you know, if I got features on it, um, who I'm featuring. But to answer your question, for me, it's definitely more by song-by-song by song basis. If I'm feeling a certain way, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do a party joint. Maybe I'll do, you know, uh, a, a metaphor for music, being a chick, you know, comments on that. But, you know, maybe music's girl in this and I'm writing a letter to her, you know, or maybe, you know, it's a perspective of me when I was younger, you know, telling you my life, a part of my life or something, you know. So it's definitely song by song. It really kind of depends on the instrumental and the mood and also my emotions. Where am I at mentally at that time?
1: Well, I, you know someone's probably listening to you now and a little bit a step or two steps behind. Maybe they they are have a little you know two channel mixer in the bedroom or maybe they're trying yeah. some gigs around town. Like what's something that you learned that no one really taught you that you can pass the game down to someone who's trying to start off that you can share today?
2: Oh, that's a really great question, man. The so number one um I would say get a team. Find people that are like-minded like you. Ultimately, you can't do it alone. You can try, I'm not saying It's impossible. I mean, look at look at Russ. Even Russ, someone who mixes, master, records, produces, and writes platinum songs all by himself, needed help. You know what I mean? If someone like that needs help, then you're probably going to need people around you that you can trust that are also equally passionate. It's one thing to like to do something for fun or have a hobby, but for me, it's different now. You know, it's 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 a lot more pressure. It's very different. I'm thinking of my family. I'm thinking of my parents. You know, this music dream is not just, you know, take care of me. It's take care of everybody you love, anybody who's helped you, anyone who's genuinely showed you. You know, I feel like I'm a good person, right? And I really do want to pay that forward. Got to make money first, right? But you need a team, number one. But number two, you just got to take it way more serious. You got to be disciplined. At the end of the day, it's like when I go to record because I can't mix and master myself, I go to these places and... I go there ready to work. I'm not here to – there's a Joe Budden interview in the green room where he does a freestyle, but he's, like, super pissed off because, you know, people are messing around beforehand, and he's busy, and he's got to – and he's he's unsigned at the moment, and he's trying to figure stuff out, you know, but he felt disrespected because of a time lapse, and they're wasting his time. That's how you got to be. You got to be a savage mentally. You can't let anybody take you down. You got to do it consistently. You need a team, like I said but ultimately you gotta be ready to work. When I go to the studio, I'm not there to bullshit. I'm not there to, and these are some of my best friends, right, that mix, that record, mix, master me. We have fun, of course, but ultimately when I'm there, like I'm leaving there, you know, to, I always say one time on the track, one time, one time. It's one of my things I say, right? I say that because of efficiency. I'm not here to waste it. It's it's your most precious resource that you'll always have is time. And once that shit is gone, you ain't getting it back. But financially, I can't waste the time. Because it's expensive to even be there recording. And two, it's like, you know, why, why are you going to the studio if you're not really going down there to really work, not just write music, but like really work? You should go there with your songs finished, you know, memorized. You know, like it's just a different level of seriousness. If you can master that in yourself and ultimately take away less pleasure, because comfort will destroy you, right? Take away the shitty food, video games. You know, I'm not saying weed. You know, you do whatever you want, right? But whatever your vi- vices are, if you take away that, like, you know, put it towards music, right? So it's just a, it's just a different level of seriousness. You need to have discipline within yourself, and ultimately, you can't do it alone. So.
1: And I'm going to ask you a question I'm sure you get all the time um, and you don't have to uh, sell the games if you don't want to, but a lot of times people say the importance of getting a team or a bullpen or uh, a board of trustees, no matter how you look at it. A lot of people who are on a certain level of success feel that way, but the next question you usually get is, what's the first step? Like, what do I go first? Do I get a publicist? Do I get a manager? Do I just go out in the middle of Times Square and be like, yo, sign out, out today. What was the first step I should do if I'm looking to build a team?
2: You need to have a catalog of music first you don't even have music, you don't have enough music, you know, you can't go anywhere. So you need to be undeniably great in some type of way. doesn't need to be lyrically, doesn't need to be sonically, doesn't need to, you know, you just have to be likable. And that's my biggest piece of advice is be likable, right? Learn to shut your mouth when you need to and listen, right? Don't have an ego. A lot of these young cats, their issue is they have an ego. They feel like they know, right? Know the answer, but it's like, you look at the most successful people, they've hired really, really smart people around them that are really good at what they do and they're able to motivate and lead them, right? But it's a collective effort. I would say most importantly, make sure the music is right. You can't do anything, you know, before the music is right. You have great music to show somebody or pitch to somebody, you'll be in a good spot. You can find, you know, recruiters and Different resources, right? You have know, obviously be careful. Music game is not for the faint of heart. I've gotten my heart broken a million times, right? driven seven hours to not perform. You know what I mean? I've I've gone through a million things, and you know, without those heartbreaking experiences, you wouldn't be able to appreciate the good times, right? So, a lot of it's perspective, but ultimately, to answer your question, you need to make sure that music is great you need to be so confident in your ability to perform and do your thing that it's like obviously we all got to start somewhere there's nothing wrong with uh open mics or uh i think one thing for me is i never felt i was better than anyone or better than any event or anything i would perform for free you know what i mean i didn't give a shit you know if it was an opportunity for me to get better you get out there right so once again it all comes back to that last question mentality right but you need to make sure that music is right, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of your genre, make sure you're happy with it, genuinely. You have at least, I don't know, 25 songs that you're like, okay, these are dope. These are dope, you know, like undeniably. So it's just a different level of amateur. to cause there's a million, there's millions of amateur people out there competing with you and there's millions of people that are better than you, right? So it's a collective effort of everything to be
1: seen dropping signs do, do you believe in days off and if you do have days off what does cam do on, on a day off yeah
2: man it's uh the whole hustle culture is although i work hard and you know i have a mentality right there's so many things you got to get right collectively to level up right and i'm still in the process i'm not perfect but half of it is getting shaped man Right. So I work out, of course, try to work out, um, even if you just walk right But do something. There's no excuse to look like shit and feel like shit. Honestly, there's too much technology, you know, you have enough time you do, you know, people want to hear, but you do. Right. So uh, work out, of course, I'm trying to eat healthier, but I like video games, which I've cut a lot because of this music stuff. I'm a big nerd. You know, um, I love sports, I love basketball. Um, but really, just hanging out with friends, mainly my family. You know, I love my family more than anything. So, um, really hanging out with them, kicking it with the dogs, you know, normal stuff.
1: Yeah, 100%. Oh, that that 100 uh, culture is, is cool, but it could be very destructive. Uh, everybody's a guru, right? It's like, Oh yeah. I got a couple of Instagram memes. <laughs> I'm going to post them up and be an expert. Why, Why the hell not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to say before we get out of here, man, cause I know you have so much stuff available now. You're about to blow up. I want people to know how dope you are. So if you can drop a couple of bars, you know what I'm saying? Share the wealth. I'd be greatly appreciated,
2: um, sir. Please. I can do, I can do like softer stuff. I'll do i I'll do a more lyrical joint. Um, okay. If you guys like this. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for
0: having me. Um, Break bread with legends. First place, still allergic to second. I never second guess it. And this'll be my last confession. The flow was crazy. Don't you ever doubt the progression? They try to hit me up. Now I don't respond to the message. Cause every yellow took was a lesson. Yeah, what you love could be gone in a second. That's the reason that I'm counting my blessings. Like, hey, regardless, I be causing the ruckus. Got big dreams. Smoking a blunt out in Nantucket. Business meetings out in fucking. I'm talking Thailand. Kill, I can do this without the help of a Vavance. I'm not the type to sit around and just bystand. I'll never take a day off. Always understood the assignment. Recognize that what I want for my future coexists with every goal in alignment. So they're passing out titles now. Cause everybody wins, you'll get a trophy. Just do this cancer culture, post a boy for defiance. Cameron Sean got that fine wine flow. Oh, I got the beat down to a science. Stop hating, yellow cussing the jockeying styles and dick riding. I'm a go hard for the squads who keep the beatboxing. I'm old school like Reeboks and beatboxing. You're in the presence of a legend? Homie, I wouldn't try it. I'm dope with the rock in my hands. I'm letting bias. And every verse that I've laid is considered timeless. It's the flow that will lull after sampling jokes to get a virus. Cameron always speaking on some high shit. One day, only be
1: addressing Your Majesty, your King, or Your Highness—not
0: you the way of timeless, one of New York's
1: honors. Damn, jeez! Oh, sorry, going crazy in the background. I apologize. Nah, it was—it was great, man. I Every mean, day, okay, okay. Trophy for you, two for you, two everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yo, respect, Cameron Shawn. Yo, if I wanna, if I'm yeah. listening right now, and I wanna follow you, connect with you, book you on a tour, how do I go about doing that today, sir? Literally,
2: the at sign, Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N, Sean, my middle name, S-E-A-N,
1: music. One word. At Cameron, That's Sean, that. music. That's the name right there. we Right now, it's going to be oh uh, maybe 2023, maybe. It might be the breakout year. Or it might be yeah. the year you cross over, maybe. Is the crossover a bad thing? Is that a, bad, a good thing? No, I don't
2: know. Anything. I don't know with that. I mean, for honestly, bro, for me, it's like every day is a step towards it, you know? I think, just to give you one last sentiment before I leave, what – makes people give up is that feeling of working your ass off and each day you don't see anything right each single day you're grinding you don't see shit it's easy to get in your feelings and feel sorry for yourself you know what I mean once you realize that those are just little bricks like foundations like you keep keep doing it it can be anything working out eating healthy you do it all in succession consistently hold yourself accountable it's like well your life can change I want to be living proof that your life can change, that you can be whatever you want, that a nine to five is not it for you. that doesn't have to be that's all for you, if you want, you know. So I don't know, man. I just want to inspire people. You know, I know everyone's got secret things they love to do other than whatever their life consists of currently. So I believe in you.